0: god's call for me to fight for the independence of china each year on july 4th americans celebrate their independence from the tyranny of the british monarchy on july 4th 2023 i was co-hosting a show named fringe on the himalaya global alliance farms getter account the himalaya global alliance is a temporary structure to manage the branches also called farms of the new federal state of China, which was co-founded by Chinese billionaire Miles Guo and American right-wing leader Stephen K. Bannon on June 4, 2020. On the show, I shared the story of Peter Mullenberg, a pastor who became a soldier to fight for the independence of America. When I first heard his story, I was studying for my doctor of ministry degree at the United Theological Seminary. And had no plans to join any political movement but through his story told by dutch sheets on his give him 15 minutes program god called me to stand up to fight for the independence of china i want to help free china from the tyranny of the chinese communist party though it's not a foreign tyranny it is certainly the worst tyranny in human history Peter Mullenberg's famous line was inspired by Ecclesiastes 3, There is a time to preach and a time to fight. Now is the time to fight. This quote gave me great encouragement. Previously, I had only been planning to preach, but now God was calling me to fight against social injustice and tyranny and free the Chinese people from modern slavery. The Gospel will play an essential role in the success of this venture. I was called by God not only to join the political movement, the Chinese whistleblowing movement, but also to preach using the media platform it created. Like the Israelites in Nehemiah's day who were rebuilding Jerusalem, I was holding a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. In this article, I will share how I was encouraged by the story of Peter Mullenberg. If you read my post published on the Elijah Liss website, you know that I heard Dutch Sheets preach in January 2016 at the Elijah Liss conference. Since then, I have been regularly following him on his podcast, Give Him Fifteen. One day, Dutch shared a story about Peter Mullenberg, which I had never heard before. At the time of America's War of Independence, about one-third of Americans were loyal to the British monarchy. One-third were indifferent, and still another third were passionate about independence. As a pastor of an Anglican church, Peter's church may have contained the same demographics. It may not have been politically correct for him to join the Continental Army and fight against the British. However. He overcame all those obstacles and followed the path he had chosen. One day, he walked up to the pulpit wearing a military uniform under his pastor's robe. He then shared this sermon based on the following passage. For everything there is a season, and a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek, and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a time to sew. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Ecclesiastes 3 1 through 8. Peter Muhlenberg then explained there is a time to preach and a time to fight. He believed God's divine calling and providence were directing him and his fellow parishioners to fight for American independence. He believed God was doing something new, and America would become a nation on the hill and a light to the nations. Then he suddenly threw off his priestly robes, revealing his military uniform hidden underneath. Peter had received an invitation from George Washington to start an infantry and join the fight. He was calling his fellow church members to join him. This heroic act is portrayed in a painting that is displayed in a museum in Washington, D.C. His statue is also displayed in his hometown of Woodstock, Virginia. I had never heard this story before, but it was the right time for me to hear it. I was completing my seminary training and was planning to start my life as a minister. I had no plans of joining any political movement. However, God began to speak to me via prophetic dreams telling me that the Chinese whistleblowing movement led by Miles Guao was of him. The goal of this movement is to create a Chinese democratic country. The movement's online presence also offers Christians a platform to preach the gospel to millions of Chinese people online. As the gospel changes the hearts of the Chinese people, democracy will take root in China. Miles Guao is a controversial person so, some Chinese people avoid associating with him. I also felt hesitant to join ranks with him. I knew that many Chinese Christians had already joined this movement and that I could help them bring great changes to China, but I still could not overcome my fear of standing up against the CCP. The main reason was that I had family members in China and I was afraid that I might not be able to go back to see them again. However, God's prophetic revelation showed me that I would need to work with Him, and I began to overcome my prejudice toward Him. As I heard Dutch telling the story of Peter Mullenberg, I was touched by the high price the American patriots paid to obtain the freedom we enjoy today. I felt God calling me to pay the price to free Chinese people from the tyranny of the CCP. As I did, I began to earnestly pray, "'What shall I do while I am facing pressure?' I asked. "'I love my mom, and I really want to go back to see her one day. "'But she is aging, and I may not see her again "'if I can't go back to China until the CCP is abolished. "'Eventually, I felt God was asking me, "'What if you have to become a martyr? Are you willing?' "'My answer was yes. I knew I could not deny the Lord.' even if I had to be martyred. His next question was, Isn't this price much easier than being a martyr? I couldn't deny this, and I finally overcame my fear. This was a much smaller price to pay, and I was willing to pay it. The story of Peter Mullenberg reminded me of a story of an ancient Chinese scribe who threw away his pen, Chinese brush, to join the military, and fight for more territories in China. His name was Ban Chao. He was a scribe in the Han Dynasty in 78 AD and was a very famous man in China. He wasn't satisfied just to be a scribe. He was willing to fight for the great honor of his country. He carried out great exploits as he conquered the small kingdoms in the Northwest region of China and made them subordinates of the Han Dynasty of China. When I was young, He was my role model. However, this kind of heroic nationalism does not line up with the modern notion of the sovereignty of small states. It was a form of imperialism. The story of Peter Mullenberg was not about imperialism, but about creating a country that would be a city on a hill to promote the kingdom of God. Imperialism flows in the blood of the Chinese people, and many long to rekindle it. Even after China was humiliated and conquered by Japanese and Western imperialism, many still longed to conquer more territories. The evil Chinese Communist Party promised to reincarnate this spirit of imperialism. With this promise, they were able to take power. Even today, they still promote this dream, promising to restore China to the imperialistic glory of the Han Dynasty or Tang Dynasty. These were the periods when China received the greatest glory and respect from surrounding nations. The CCP's imperialistic intention is clearly seen in China's One Belt, One Road initiative. To fulfill her dream, China must defeat the most powerful country in the world, America. China realized that America was difficult to defeat militarily. So they devised a plan called Unrestricted Warfare. Through this plan, they intended to infiltrate America with their 3F plan. The 3Fs were Ferment Weakness, Ferment Chaos, Ferment Destruction in America. This plan was unknown to the common people until Miles Guaub blew the whistle. The CCP planned to support the drug cartels in Mexico helping them send fentanyl to the U.S. in order to weaken American families and ferment weakness. This was an act of revenge for the British import of opium to China in the 1900s, which brought disaster and humiliation through two opium wars. You may say, America was not part of that sin, but the CCP does not differentiate between America and Britain, since they consider Westerners and white people as one and the same. The CCP has also implemented a BGY plan to infiltrate American elites. BGY stands for blue, gold, and yellow, which respectively represent cyber attack, bribery, and sexual kidnapping. American elites were gathered into the CCP's database through computer hacking and then invited to China to do business. There, they were offered bribes. Some were bribed with sex, which was videotaped. The CCP then took them hostage. Many American elites fell into the trap. This B-G-Y plan is a top secret of the CCP, but Miles Guaul made this known to the public for the first time. In the fringe program I mentioned at the beginning of this article, my co-host chose the topic of independence. If you are honest with yourself, you will admit that America is not a free and independent nation, even now. The media is controlled by globalists, and the government is overreaching its power and taking control of the American people. Citizens are censored on social media and canceled if they dare stand up for what is right. The judicial system and government agencies, such as the FBI and IRS, are weaponized to suppress the opposite parties and American citizens. You hear horrible reports of these topics every day. The fundamental problem in the U.S. is the degradation of her faith and her rebellion against God. As a result, God has handed her over to her enemies. This reflects an unchanging principle in the Old Testament about how God deals with nations who are in sin. In the Old Testament, whenever Israel fell into idol worship, God would hand her over to her enemies. If she repented and called for God's help, God would deliver her from the hands of her enemies and even punish her enemies. We can relate this Bible principle to our current affairs. This is exactly what is happening right now. God has handed us over to our enemies, whether domestic or foreign. The CCP is obviously the biggest foreign enemy. I believe America will one day be set free from the infiltration and unrestricted warfare of the CCP. I believe the solution is the same for us as it was for Israel. We need to repent and call for God's help. Then God will deliver us from the hands of our enemies and will punish them as well. I call this strategy killing two birds with one stone. God has given me many revelations about China's great revival and China's future as a democratic country. God will awaken America and bring a massive awakening to China as well. He will use the CCP to chastise America for a season. When America repents, God will punish the CCP and overthrow its regime. Then a massive revival will come to China. For more information and revelations on this topic, please check out the other prophetic revelations I wrote earlier. Miles Guo famously said, the new federal state of China will sign a thousand year peace treaty with the West. The new China will never wage a war against the West, unlike the CCP, whose plan is to extinguish the white. This is another top secret of the CCP, which was revealed by Miles Guo. The CCP's evil plan is to use all colored people and their hatred towards white people to extinguish all white people. The CCP actively promotes hatred toward white supremacy and memories of white oppression. They also use other Marxist ideologies, such as critical race theory, to stir up hatred from colored people towards whites. The CCP gave specific instructions to their Internet spies to utilize the case of George Perry Floyd to take the most advantage of this case to ferment conflicts in the U.S. This intel was revealed by the Chinese whistleblowers movement through insiders in the CCP. It was verified by leaked Chinese official documents. In addition, it's easy to see the CCP's strategy to invade America's southern borders. Some American people are cooperating with these strategies. They are not necessarily receiving instructions from the CCP, but they, like the CCP, are receiving orders from Satan himself. God has a great plan for America and China. These two countries will work together in the next few centuries to lead many nations in the West and the East to Christ. They will help bring many tribes and nations to the gospel. Then God's kingdom will advance on earth. I believe the next battle will be in the Middle East. Through many prophetic dreams and visions, God showed me that the great Chinese revival would spread to North Korea, Japan, the Middle East, and even Israel. But I believe God first must change the political climate in America and China to provide the right environment for the gospel and revival to burst forth. The upheavals that we see in the physical realms are the outward signs of Satan's resistance to the great revival that is about to come to China, America, and the whole world. God's plan is to revive America in order to advance His gospel work in all Western nations. On the other hand, China's great transformation will advance God's kingdom in Japan, North Korea, and the Middle East. Satan's plan is to destroy America and turn China into a great weapon of destruction to bring harm to the world. But God will intervene and turn China into a Christian nation instead. China will have a great future. Just like the pandemic began in China and had a negative impact on the world, the Chinese Revival will begin in China and have a great impact on all nations. The former is from Satan, but the latter is from God. God always prevails. I saw in a prophetic dream that the Chinese Revival would arrive like a tsunami. I can't help but get excited about this. To summarize, God has called me again to join the fight for Chinese independence and become part of the movement to bring the new federal state of China to fruition. In my ignorance and prejudice, I had not been planning to join any political movement, but God hijacked my plans through several prophetic revelations about Miles Guo, the Chinese whistleblowers movement, and China's great revival. I was shown that many Chinese CCP members would receive the gospel, and that China would go through a peaceful, bloodless transition to the new federal state of China. When I was struggling with fear, God strengthened me through the story of Peter Muhlenberg. I want to thank Dutch Sheets for telling this story. I also want to thank all the American patriots who paid the highest price to gain the freedom we enjoy today. It is our turn to sacrifice for the great cause of regaining America's independence and freeing Chinese people from slavery. Just as the co founder of the new federal state of China, Stephen K. Bannon, famously said Until the Lao Bai Shun, or the Chinese people, is free, the world is not free.